Hey friends, it's your girl Britt and Joy Jolene. Welcome to Back to Her. If you aspire to heal, evolve, or revolutionize, this podcast is for you. Make sure you subscribe and follow us on Instagram at official back to her. And that too is the number two. Let's get it. Hey friends, how are you guys doing? Happy 2021. Welcome. Woo! Woo! It's 2021. It's a new year. We're back. We've been gone for a couple weeks. Just Mm -hmm. wanted to take some time to do some groundwork, Mm -hmm. to work on ourselves, to recenter ourselves, Mm -hmm. to position ourselves for the New Year's. Mm -hmm. So thank you all so much for just being patient with us. We see that y'all been listening to our last episode like crazy. Yes, y'all love it. Yeah, so we love that. And yeah, what's up? How's your New Year? Yeah, let us know how your New Year is going. DM us on our page, official back to her on Instagram. And yeah, y'all, we took like a mental health break, but now we're back. Go check out our page. We dropped a new one year anniversary flyer um, and one year anniversary photos. Oh, so, yeah, it's yeah, one check year. That out. We celebrated our one year. If you guys don't know, follow us on Instagram. We celebrated it on a Zoom call with like close friends and family and you guys. Um, and so that was really dope just to like hear motivation and encouragement and um to get some feedback even from our guests yeah. on the show as to um how they felt and their views visiting us on the podcast and so yeah we just really appreciate your support we're one Woo! as of january 4th and yes. so yeah thank you guys for being with us along this ride um we just love y'all so much y'all are the reason why we keep going um, shout out to all of our international listeners, all of our domestic listeners all around the country. We really appreciate y'all. So yes, we're gonna go. Let's ahead get into it. Twenty twenty one. We starting off spicy. Yes. So we're gonna do our life updates. Oh, okay. Yes. So let's start with that since we haven't done one in a really long time, and since it's a new year. So let's start off by saying, um, what's your life update, and also like, what is your big I want to say theme, because I know Mm. you used to talk about theme. So what's your big theme for 2021? Okay, so my theme for 2021 is becoming Brittany Brianna Dorsey. Mm. So I I chose that for this year because, like, I realized that I, for one, need to slow down. Like, I really need to slow down. And I feel like a part of slowing down is, like, giving myself time to literally become who I am like I think Mm -hmm. that I have like I put a lot of pressure on myself to be Mm -hmm. who I know I have the potential to be but it's like before I can be her I have to become her Mm -hmm. so like this is my year of like becoming and just like allowing whatever happens to happen Mm -hmm. to like be patient with myself to be slow with myself and if anything I feel like that's what 2020 taught me like the importance of just slowing down and so now that we're going into a new year with hopes, you know, fingers crossed that the pandemic won't be here and the world will open back up and go back to normal, I still want to keep that slow pace for me, you know, because I feel like being able to slow down taught me so much. And like, even when I had moments of life, I'm like, oh, the world's about to open back up. It was like this sense of anxiety. And so I'm just trying to keep a slow pace for me to literally just become who I am, allow myself the room and a grace, like to make mistakes, to just do wrong, to not have it all together, to like become, you know, like... So yeah, my theme this year is becoming Brittany Brianna Dorsey. Mm-hmm. My la- my theme last year was focus, and I really feel like I was able to do that. Like I was able to, you know, start the podcast, mm-hmm. get a good job, like do all of those things. 
Um, so with that being said, like yesterday, I wrote out like my goals and like my intentions. And like one thing I'm really excited about is like I really do not have a lot this year. Mm-hmm. So I feel like and the ones that I do have are like very obtainable. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's like so I have three intentions for the year. So for one is to like dive deeper into my profession. Mm-hmm. So like I want to become a better leader, like. I don't know if I ever talked about this, but I'm a supervisor. So I just want to be a better leader. I want to develop a better team, make better leaders. Um, because I feel like a true leader makes other leaders. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And like, I want to be able to get to a point where like, I don't have to be at work all the time. But when I'm not at work, I can trust that my team can hold it down. And I don't mm-hmm. feel that way right now. So it's just kind of like, that shows me there's work as a leader that I have to do. So that looks like me going to leadership summits, reading about leadership like podcasts about leadership like you know what i mean like feeding myself in a way to help me cultivate as a better leader and also just as a better professional like to learn more about my career learning strategies like all of that stuff so that way again i can help my staff be better staff and just be better you know for me as a professional so that's one of my intentions um for the year another one of my intentions um, definitely, I can't, why well, I can't remember? I don't know. Maybe it's not meant for me to say it. But, um, other than that, like, my goals is really, like, one of my biggest goals this year, I really want to buy a house for 2022. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is my year to, like, save my money, get my credit up, and, like, start to position myself. So, it's a lot of, like, positioning I'm trying to do. And, like, another mm-hmm. one of my goals is, like, structure. That's another, my, my intention, I'm sorry. So, like, create, um, better structure within myself. Mm-hmm. So, um, just like having a night routine, a morning routine, like literally being like, okay, like this is how much time I have to party. This is how much time I have to sleep, like, and get myself to like stick to that, you know? Mm -hmm. So I just want to be about me this year. Like, and like I said, like my goals is not like a crazy long list. Like I feel like Mm -hmm. my goals are really attainable and they're fun goals. Like, like get my windows tinted, you know, Mm -hmm. get a new radio system in my car, like Mm -hmm. save a certain amount of money. Then I like want to create a list of 25 things because your girl about to turn 24 in February. Mm -hmm. But next year I'll turn 25. So it's like a list of 25 things before I turn 25. So it's like really Mm -hmm. obtainable and things that like, I just want to give back to me. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. Like last year I gave so much like to my dad and to others. And it's just like, I really don't have the space for that. You know, so that's kind of where I'm at. I'm in a really good space right now. Like, Mm -hmm. my year has started off really good. Like, my 2020 started off a little, like, going into, like, New Year's Day, I felt crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, you get what I'm saying? And Mm -hmm. so, like, I felt like that trickled throughout the rest of the year. But, like, girl, I wasn't even up at 12 o'clock. Like, I was resting. And that's how I want to be, you know, Mm -hmm. like, not worried about this, that, and the third. Like, I was sleeping. And, like, my friends came over. And it was so unexpected. Like, Mm -hmm. It wasn't planned, and I like my friends came over, so I like finally got to break my house in, was just like having friends over, turning up. Then we like went to the studio, so like Mm. that was fun, and like it was like a great weekend. And it's like work, like I'm in such a good space right now that like even when work pisses me off, I'm still good. So still good mentally. Yeah, so I'm in a good space. I'm happy. I'm excited for the new year, and I'm looking forward to like you know. I already started to kind of make changes, like ask someone at my job to like be a mentor to kind of help me, like, mm, and yeah. So that's me. What about you? Mm-hmm. Um. So what did I? So my What's your theme? Oh, and, my theme. Like, yeah. My theme for this year is stepping into my power. I feel like, um, and I don't want to like not downplaying myself, but I feel like as women and even me in general. I tend to kind of like be timid, a little timid, a little shy, especially when it comes to things that I know I can do and I have the potential to do. And so this year I'm just like, no, like step into your power. You're great. I was even listening to a, um, not a live, but a video on Instagram today 
Um, I don't know if you guys know Landrell, his wife, his fiance now. Um, her name is Shelly, who also um, did like a coach career service with me late last year. And she's amazing, like so inspirational. Um, and she just mentioned the fact that as women, like, we don't, we're like almost afraid to step into our power. Mm. We're almost afraid and shy and timid to step in a room and say, this is who I am. Right. This is who I'm going to be. And I'm here and it is what it is. You know what I mean? And so, um, you know, I feel like last year was my year of like learning lessons, going through like so much to receive the lesson. And I feel like this year for me, I know that it's time to apply what I learned mm-hmm. and use that to step into my power. This is my 25th year, Yay. January 12th, y'all. Ooh. And what, two weeks or a week, actually. Um, so I'm about to turn 25. And to me, that's a year of just, I'm a quarter of a century. You know what I mean? That's a year <laughs> of me like reaching a point to where I can reflect back on what I've been through, reflect back on what I learned and use that to literally step into who I want to be and who I've always dreamed dreamed to be like mm-hmm. when I was a child um I used to say like at age 25 I want to be married I want to have kids I want to be in my career and of course like you know when we're children that's we're just you know we think 25 is old yeah and I'm at the point where it's like no 25 is like the age and the year where it's like I'm stepping into my power and I'm now stepping into this new phase of my life where I have more knowledge and wisdom of myself and who I am and I've like done so much studying about my body about like how to heal my body how to heal my mind body and soul literally and so I'm ready to apply all of that information Mm. um and so yeah that's my that's mine stepping into my power I'm not playing small anymore I'm not gonna downplay myself I'm not gonna let fear get in the way of me saying like I want to do this this and this because that was a big thing 2020 it was just like uh well should I or what about this what about that and fear literally does nothing for us but mm-hmm. besides hinder us so mm-hmm. it's like why am I allowing this to get in my way um so yeah that's a big thing for me and really stepping out of my comfort zone um as far as um my intentions my one of my big intentions was to of course buy a home and mm-hmm. move into a home so I'm excited about that and um, as you guys know from following my journey, like I've been making steps towards that and I'm making really good progress. Um, another one of my big intentions was to gl- grow closer to God mm-hmm. and become very disciplined in my spiritual practice. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys know Princess Nokia, who's amazing and so like spiritually grounded. Mm-hmm. I was listening to one of her meditations on SoundCloud. I don't know the name of it, y'all, but um, just DM me and I'll find it for you. But um, one thing that she said is for five years, I believe five years straight, she meditated and prayed every single day. She said, and it could range from 30 minutes all the way to three hours. Mm. And I was just like, and she just talked about the literal change that happened for her, for her having like that type of discipline Mm -hmm. and consistency with God and consistent conversation with God. And so that struck something in me to be like, well, why can't I do that? I'll be Mm -hmm. over here like trying to give a little five minutes Mm -hmm. and some days I can go a whole day without praying. Like why, Mm -hmm. what is that about? Like, do I not love God? Am I not serious? Mm -hmm. Um, So since listening to that podcast, which was end of December, 
Um, I've been making it a priority. Some days I do mess up and it's like, you know, I'll do a quick quick prayer. So I'm not going to act like I'm perfect, but I've been making it a priority to literally pray and meditate every single day. Mm. Um, so that's a big intention. And I just want to overall like get closer to myself, get closer to God and really get disciplined in that. I feel mm-hmm. like. And I'm, I, I know 2020 was a year that was stressful for everybody, so I'm not like, you know, I'm giving myself grace, but yeah. I just feel like, and I know I can do way, way, way better. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when I, had, when I sit down and I think about it and I think of the light of my life and what keeps me going, it's God. So it's like, you know, why not have more communication and yeah. more discipline when it comes to that? Yeah. Um, and my last, yeah, it was inspired. When she said that, I was just like, yeah, I need to do better. Yeah. But, um. My third intention, oh, it was in my mind. My third intention for this year was really like career-wise to work in policy. Mm-hmm. And so I am doing that now. So um, I work for with a nonprofit organization um, that specializes in reproductive justice. So whatever oh, wow. that looks like for women, whether it's like... Um, you know, abortion rights, whether that's um, your right of rights for women once they're pregnant in the workforce, in the workplace, rights for women while they're pregnant and they need to, you know, receive the adequate resources that they need to carry on a healthy pregnancy. And, a, um, you know, basically what I've been learning is like a lot of marginalized and black and brown communities are affected by reproductive justice. And, you know, it's something that we kind of don't look at, but it's something that I notice that I'm passionate about. Mm. Um, and just when I look at overall everything I'm doing, I see that it, it's a common denominator mm. in everything. And so I just love that I receive more clarity in that field, in that sense. Mm. Um, but, yeah, that's a big, for, a big intention of mine is just to continue to grow within that and even focus and hone more on policy work. Um, I'm sad that we're in the pandemic so I can't really be like in the field in a sense Mm -hmm. where I'm like actually in Annapolis and you know it's a lot of confusion right now as far as what Congress will do in Annapolis since everybody can't really meet Mm -hmm. because of the virus so kind of won't be getting that experience this year it's a lot of confusion in the air but I'm just grateful to be where I'm at now so that's just yeah that's big yeah so I'm excited it's definitely challenging Mm -hmm. already and you know, it hasn't been that long, but I'm just excited because it's literally what I wanted. Mm-hmm. It's literally what I've been working for. And I'm learning to give myself grace and patience and allow God to lead my steps because in that way, everything makes sense and everything yeah. comes together in divine timing. Yeah, that was beautiful. So, yeah. That really inspired me, especially like where you were talking about, um, you were just talking about like growing your relationship with God yeah. and like that, like yeah. that I feel is like something that wasn't really like a priority for me, yeah. but I think it definitely will fall in line with the fact of like, this year, like, I really want to do me. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? And so, yeah. like, I know, like, I was, like, doing, like, I was really consistent with, like, being a part of Bible study and things mm-hmm. like that this mm-hmm. year. And I just kind of took a step back from it because I was just, like, you know, I feel like I'm in a space now where, like, I need, like, and this is not to say there's anything bad, but it's, like, I don't, like, where I'm at with God right now is not, like, a collective. Like, it needs to be me and God. You get what I'm trying to say? So I kind of, like, took a step back just to follow God on my pursuit. And, like, everything you said just motivated me to be, like, you know, 
Yeah, but I, and so this, I feel like it sounds cliche, but like this is why I feel like it's so important to like listen to podcasts from like people that you don't yeah, know or read yeah, books because yeah. when you read it and then like you see the fruits of somebody else's labor, mm-hmm. it's just like, yo, like, mm-hmm. you know, I got to do it. Like mm-hmm. it just made me think like right now I just started reading um, Small Doses by Amanda Seals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know how that is. Yeah, I'll definitely let you know. It's definitely a loaded read. I could tell that already, and I'm only, yeah. like, three pages she's, in. She's She be on it. Yeah, but so far, like, it's, like, it's dope from what I read so far. Like, she, one thing that I really, really took away, like I said, from, like, the three or four pages that I read, is, like, she was just talking about, like, us living in, like, a patriarchal system patriarchal society Mm -hmm. and i had to google it because i didn't know what patriarchy means but Mm -hmm. like for anyone that doesn't know just like a society that's pretty much ran by men Mm -hmm. and so she was just saying how like men you know um they basically have been like our they determine our standard of beauty and so like that was like a real thing that made me just be like wow like Mm -hmm. you know and like she was just talking about how um like as women like Mm -hmm. just like like being more comfortable with like being a part of like being woman in life and she was just talking about how like you know like things like you just like a, a woman's thong showing or food in her mm. teeth lipstick in her teeth common things that we'll see from another woman and just kind of feel a little timid not to say something like you know like because we don't want to embarrass her she was like we really need to get out of that because at the end of the day like she li- listed like all of those things like someone's thong showing someone's this 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 and she was like these are normal things that happen you know, just from you moving through life, like not because you did anything wrong, but she was like, because like sometimes men like look at those things as wrong, then we have adapted that, which like kind of tears us apart as women. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely like an eye opener for me. And um, definitely what I've read so far has made me like want to just really tap more into like who I am as a woman and allow myself to like immerse myself in like womanhood as like a mm-hmm. community of women. And like, um, like I said, like she was talking about, um, just like with living in a patriarchal society and you know for me it just made me realize like it made me reflect on like my self-esteem and like my like you know and like realizing that like the reason a lot of times where like I haven't felt beautiful is just because like the men that like I want didn't choose me Mm -hmm. you get what I'm trying to say Mm -hmm. and so again it's like putting my beauty in a man's hands it's like yeah. why yeah. so i'm happy to definitely be in a place now where like lately i just really been loving what i see and it feels really good but it's also something where, like i still have to kind of like challenge my mind not to you know be like okay just because nobody's trying to hit my line right now doesn't mean like it's something's all yeah. yeah but that's what i'm reading so i can't wait to like continue to share with y'all yeah, yeah. um what i learned but I'm, I'm i did not read a lot in 2020 <laughs> so i'm definitely looking forward to like reading mm-hmm. and like learning and yeah mm, so that yes. kind of brings us into our topic yes. which today um we want to talk about like women and just kind of like building and creating intimacy within, within yourself ourselves. and like what that looks like what that feels like um and so yeah like when you hear of like having intimacy within yourself what do you think of mm. um it's so loaded a it's bit. loaded because yeah. i first thing that always comes to mind as y'all know is like physically emotionally mentally so it's like i feel like there's so many categories that i could approach but the first thing that literally comes to mind when you say that is Wait, say it again so I can do it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I gotta make sure it's fresh. Baby. Okay. <laughs> Basically, it's um, what comes to mind when you think of, like, yo, what comes to mind when you think of, like, having intimacy within yourself? So, okay. 
okay for me what just came to mind is like you said like one of your goals for the new year which is like it's all about me Mm -hmm. so intimacy within myself looks like self-care self-love me time and me not feeling bad about me time Mm -hmm. intimacy within myself looks like pleasing myself if that's something that I want to do whether that's physically whether that's spiritually emotionally um mentally pleasing myself because I love reading like and I get aroused you Mm -hmm. know mentally aroused when I learn new things um and so really it just it can it can hit any sector but to me self-intimacy just means like pleasing and arousing myself in like you know so many different ways Whatever puts a spark in my soul, mm. yeah. Whatever touches the soul, yeah. Self intimacy that I can give to myself, of course. Right. Yeah. What about I you? I feel that. So when I think of like intimacy within myself, mm-hmm. I think the same thing. Like just mm-hmm. being in a space where it's like I'm like pleased by myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I know how to please myself mm-hmm. sexually and mm-hmm. not like like allowing myself to kind of be like criminalized for it mm-hmm. or you know mm-hmm. um just being able to like be by myself like actually like enjoying mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. company enjoying like my presence like doing things that like make me feel good you know what i mean yeah. so like i feel like when you have intimacy with another person it's like y'all have this like deep connection that like it like you said it touches and it arouses and it sparks each other's soul but it's like can you do that for you you know what i mean and i feel like it's something that is really important to dive deep in because i feel like we touch the surface a lot it's like oh you need to be able to spend time with yourself you need to be able to love yourself but then like what if we go a little deeper like can you please yourself like can you feel sexy for yourself like it's making me think about when i first started therapy Mm -hmm. um And I can't remember exactly what I said to my therapist. And it might have been, like, something... I can't remember, but her answer is the only thing that would make me think this is what I would have said. But it was basically... I think I asked... I was complaining about, like, something regarding, like, you know, not having a partner and, like, wanting to express myself sexually or, like, something like that. And she was like, so, like, what if you create that experience for yourself? I started cracking up. Cause I, clearly, I was not mature yeah, enough. Cause I was, yeah, like, I was imagining myself, like, like you know, really. And I, it's funny because at the beginning of the year, I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. But what I wanted to do mm-hmm. was, like, I wanted to get myself a hotel room. Like, get mm-hmm. myself some cute, like, I don't know if I was going to wear lingerie. But, like, just get myself, like, a cute little outfit. Mm-hmm. And, like, literally, like, get myself some roses, some candles. And literally, like create an experience that I would want to have with a man, but, like, yeah. ha- create that it's for yourself. myself. Yes. You get what I'm saying? Because then it feels like, once you're able to create that with yourself, I feel like it'll take it to the next level when you're with a man. Yeah, and I feel like that also brings not only your confidence up, but what you expect out of a man when you do encounter yeah. that. Because it's like, I know what I can give myself, and if you can't at least give me what I've given myself then it's not going to work. And that's why I think it's so important for um, women and even men to be in solitude and really get to a point where you genuinely, genuinely love yourself because then you'll start showing up different. You'll start treating yourself different. And what you allow will look different. And so, you know, once somebody else comes into your space, if they're not at your vibration, if they're not at your level, it won't work. Like, for what comes to mind is, like, when I used to live alone, I used to literally buy myself flowers. Mm. When I would... um, I wouldn't do it every week, but I would do it like maybe 
once or twice a month, I would just buy myself flowers, make them all pretty around the house. And then um, every week or every other week, I would stop by the bookstore, everyone's place, my favorite bookstore. And I would treat myself to something, whether that's a book or um, incense and like different things. One time I uh, bought like a whole little set, which was like a candle, um, crystals, like a salt, um, what is it called? Like Epsom salt. It was like a whole little like baggie that's- and it had like an affirmation on it from the African shop. And I had like a really like beautiful bath and the name that was on the um card it was kind of like a little self-ritual but it was uh the name was purity and what i had to do was light the candle um and this is me like try this happened a while ago but light the candle later um epsom salts and crystals in the bath i bought some flowers that day so put some flowers in the bath as well turned on some music and i made Actually, I made it with this ring. I did it with this ring. Mm-hmm. Um, they said to like get one object and um, like kind of make a promise to yourself mm-hmm. with that object, and when you always have it, like you'll be reminded of that promise. Yeah. Um, and so that was like a little, you know, self care, self love time for me, where it was like, oh my gosh, look at all this stuff I'm doing for myself. Mm-hmm. Look at this time I'm making for myself. And so um, that right there was self intimacy to me because. Of course, we were all like that with a man, but to do that for yourself yeah. is like next level and it shows that you really, you know, respect and make time for yourself. Yeah. And so um, stuff like that, like buy yourself flowers, mm-hmm. um, you know, just treat yourself to things you like and you love. Like mm-hmm. give your the biggest thing to me um, is time. Yeah. So if you give yourself that alone time to do whatever it is you want to do and mm-hmm. you enjoy that time. I think that's intimacy within itself. And right. that's my love language, so. Really? That's, yeah. Yeah. Time. So the thing is also, I feel like, like, I know, like, I have, like, a while ago, like, mm-hmm. got to a point where I was like, yo, like, I want all this stuff for men and I don't do it for me. You know what I'm saying? Mm, And the funny thing is my birthday is three days before Valentine's Day. Mm. And, y'all, I've never had a Valentine. Like, I never had a Valentine. And I feel like every year I'm always like, damn. Like, I wish I had a Valentine's. Like, is it, is it, is it going to be one this year? And, like, I would say probably, like, two or three years ago, like, I was, like, I'm tired of waiting. Like, I'm tired of waiting. Like, I'm tired of, like, like literally this time every year, I would start to think, like, I wonder if I'm going to have a Valentine's then. And it's, like, every year I, I wouldn't. And, like I said, like, I always just imagine, like, yo, when I have a man, like, Valentine's, like, my birthday week is going to be great because it's going to be Valentine's. He's going to spoil me. Then it's going to be my birthday. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it just never would happen. And so that's when I started to, like, buy myself flowers, take myself, like, to go get a massage, take myself to go get my feet done and make sure I get the most expensive one. Like, doing stuff that ideally I would want a man, but when you were talking one thing that come to mind is just like well this is what we want men to do for us but it's like if i feel like and it it all depends on where you are within yourself but i feel like we want these things from men but i feel like if you don't even know how to create that experience within yourself Mm -hmm. you won't be able to accept it Mm -hmm. you get what i'm saying from a man and i Mm -hmm. from a man and i feel like it can be scary Mm -hmm. you get what i'm saying like you have a man like 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 I've shared with you all like you know just like my sexual trauma like you know what I'm saying that's something that really really affects me so it's like being rubbed on and touched on by a person that I don't even really like 100% comfortable with it can put me in a major shock you get what I'm saying but me spending time with myself to be able to rub myself and lather myself it's like I know what touch a safe 
sacred touch within yeah. myself yeah. feels like you yeah. get what i'm saying so that way when it comes down to a man touching me i know exactly where i like to be touched i know exactly where i don't like to be touched but then again again it kind of requires me to touch myself mm-hmm. but i feel like as women we're not really taught that you get what i'm saying like mm-hmm. we're shamed when it comes to like you know masturbating or you know just kind of lathering your body or whatever it is that you know takes for you to build that intimacy you know with yourself but like that's definitely something like as of lately that's like really been on my mind because it's just kind of like well like how do we expect men to like create these experiences you know but we haven't even created it for ourselves yeah yeah it's literally times y'all even with a partner like sometimes my boyfriend he'll he he doesn't feel like rubbing my feet and i'm like okay i'll do it myself like even in a relationship you face things like that. And I literally will show myself love and I will get some lotion out and start rubbing my own feet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like and like you said, even with lathering up your body, I feel like that's beautiful intimacy. Right. Sometimes we want to rush and put the lotion on. Yeah. Get you some some shea butter. Rub you know what I yeah. mean? Something thicker and rub it all around your body. Like, you know, so many different yeah. things that we can do to show ourselves intimacy. Um, or I feel like even mm-hmm. like you said, like like rubbing your body, like taking your time. Like now, granted, yeah. like there are times that I really sit there and I take my time and I rub yeah. myself, and then yeah. like at the end, it I just feel so, so good. good. Mm-hmm. But and then there are a lot of times where I just rush, mm-hmm. girl. Mm-hmm. Some days I just don't even put the lotion on, <laughs> 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 not all the time, but you know, yeah. if like I'm rushing yeah, or same. whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. But um, like even just things like you know, like sometimes I'll like go in the mirror and I'll like you know just start dancing real yeah. slow or like finding out like ways that I like to see myself. You get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because it's like almost one of those things like you know the phrase like oh what you think you cute like you get what I'm saying? So like I say that to say like I need to know that I'm cute so that way even when I do what feels good for me for a man. And he don't like it as long as I like it. It's still, you understand what I'm saying? Like, feels really, really good for me. Um, no, really. Yeah. And so I think, so the next thing that comes to mind is, okay, so self-intimacy on a physical level. Um, so you brought up a point of saying, like, you know, we get shame for masturbation. You know, that doesn't look good. Especially, you know, when we're, um, what's the word I'm looking for? When we're celibate, you know. And so... My question is, so when did you become comfortable with the act of masturbation? And Sorry, I, I was a little immature <laughs> still, but go ahead. No, but so, so when did you get comfortable with that? And like, how, like just, you don't have to go into detail at all. But like, just tell us should. like, when you got comfortable and like how that experience was for you <laughs> in comparison to like relying yeah. on somebody else to do that for you. Yeah, so... Okay, so I'm going to just kind of go a little bit back. Because, like, my journey with that has been, like, interesting. So, so, girl. So, I went through a period of my life. And I was celibate for four years and 11 months. Mm -hmm. And, obviously, I was young when I started that. So, I started, it was, like, my... Uh, what like maybe my sophomore year of high school mm-hmm. maybe I stopped having sex mm-hmm. all the way up until like my junior year of high uh, junior year of college mm-hmm. and so with that experience it was very interesting because when I first started stopping having sex it was like I did it because of more so about like self-esteem and like building that confidence mm-hmm. within myself and things like that and so but what my 16 year old body needed and wanted was very different from what my 20 year old body needed and wanted and so the beginning of my celibacy journey was like really really easy i 
wouldn't say that I prayed didn't start struggling prior to like the third and a half year. You get what I mean? Of like me being celibate. And so that's when like I start my body like literally was like craving like sex or like craving like a physical touch and it was just like I battled with it because it was like well I don't want to act on it like I know that I shouldn't be having sex before marriage I know that you know like this is not right but it's just like what do I do and then like that was the first time in my life where like I was actually around people that was like freely and openly having sex like when I got to college it was like like sex it was something everybody was having it wasn't something like versus in high school like oh I heard she had sex with so and so like Mm -hmm. you know what I mean it's like girl you ain't having sex like Mm -hmm. so that's when I started to kind of like open my mind up to it and you know a little bit whatever then I would say like I I did begin to like masturbate but I didn't feel like if somebody ever asked me about it like I would be like no like I'm not doing it like it wasn't something I felt as though like I could be open you get what I'm saying about I would say that it wasn't like till maybe like maybe a year now Mm. or like that I like felt comfortable or just like if somebody asked me like do you masturbate? And I'm like, yeah. Like, yeah. you get what I'm saying? That I felt comfortable because I realized it's like I'm pleasing myself. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? It's not like I'm doing something wrong. It's not something like. And then it's like I realized like once I actually began to do it, it's like I like my sexual encounters became different mm-hmm. because it's like I knew like exactly what was going to make me come. Mm-hmm. I I'm able to make myself come in a matter of minutes because I know my body. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I mm-hmm. put myself in a position to be able to explore mm-hmm. what my body likes, what feels good, what doesn't feel good, like mm-hmm. what route, which angle, which you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. all of that. And so then again, now when I'm laying down with a man, it's just kind of like, well, you know, move over here, do this, slow down, go faster here. Like I can make my sexual experience a little bit more sacred because now it's like I'm not just laying down and letting you fuck me. Yeah. Um it's a, an experience that we're having together. Yeah, you get know what I'm saying? Intimate. Yeah. Does that answer your question? Yeah. 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 Okay. Mm. Yeah. So I would say in my experience, honestly, I wasn't a huge masturbation person because I was more so... Ah, sorry, y'all. That sounded weird. (laughs) Okay, sorry. Let me rephrase that. I am not adamant in pleasing myself. I wasn't. Uh (laughs) Because, like, I was always a relationship person. Yeah. So, um, I didn't really see a reason to. Like, I'm... This is like me thinking back to college. It's not like as of recently. Um, so yeah, I was always like a relationship person. So I was like, you know, I can just go get it whenever I want it. Mm-hmm. So why, you know? And that was kind of in a more so of like a kind of a childish mindset because mm-hmm. it's still like at the end of the day, you should know how to please yourself, mm-hmm. um, you know, and not rely on men to like be able to have that over you. Right. And so um, yeah, like post college, actually, me and my friends. We went to a um a sex store and that was my first time ever going and yeah. like my first experience, my first time ever buying anything and I was like, yo, this is a whole nother world. Like it's so many things out here that we can use to please ourselves. Yeah. Like we don't have and I'm not saying like you have to, but we don't have to like just be miserable or just be confused. And yeah. there's so many resources and like videos out here to show you like exactly how to do it or, you know, teach you about your body so that you understand what you're doing um, and what works for you. And so, yeah, for me, it's like that was my first experience, which, which was probably about three years ago, mm. three years ago, maybe, maybe mm. two. 
I want to say three, whenever I was single. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was dope. Um, I really liked that experience because it was like, and it's not like, don't get me wrong to where it's like I'm masturbating every day and yeah. like all the time. But it was like, okay, when I feel like pleasing mm-hmm. myself, um, I have the means to do it. I have the tools and I know how to do it. Yeah. And I know what it feels like for one. Um, and that's a big thing. Let me tell y'all, those toys, I was like, oh, like, I feel like it exposes you to a whole different kind of pleasure. Yeah. And it's like, at the same time, be careful with that because you don't want to, like, numb your lady parts or make them immune to that feeling to yeah. make it harder for your partner. Um, but at the same time, it's just like, it's a different type of intimacy that yeah. I really like and I really love. And um, I think everybody should definitely have that experience, especially because it's so important to know how to please yourself. You have to know your body. You have to know the different part things you like, things you don't like. Yeah. Wait, you know, what your body reacts to certain things, how your body reacts to certain things. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I've had a really, really good experience. I definitely recommend it. Um, and to me, it just makes you closer to yourself. Yeah. See, the thing is, like, I've never had a toy or, like, anything mm-hmm. like that. Never to this day? No, never. Girl, these niggas get it fucking. Oh, girl, <laughs> you heard. Yeah, yes. do what you gotta do. I never got a toy, but it's funny no, because yeah. I'm scared. Why? Like, it's just more so, like... Like, I'm still in a space where, like, I feel like I've gotten to a point where, like, I'm okay to be, like, I'm, like, an adult. Like, yes. Like, I masturbate. Like, this is, like, I'm not to please myself. Like, I'm literally just now getting comfortable. Like, if this was me, like, maybe seven months ago, I don't even know if I would have said this, like, as openly. You know what I mean? So, I'm just kind of, like, getting to this point where, like, I feel okay. But it's, like, I'm scared because it's just kind of, like... I guess it's, like, a, a different level of intimacy that I'm yeah. scared to have with myself. Like, I don't know how yeah, I feel. Ain't, you ain't going to be scared once you have it. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I've heard that, like, it's really good. But it's, like, I feel like I'm just scared to, like, I guess, yeah, just kind of have a deeper level of intimacy, like, yeah. with myself. And it's, like, I also feel like I, like, one big struggle for me has definitely been, like, the spiritual aspect of it. And just, like, all my life, like, I've practiced the, you know, no sex before marriage and things like that. So, it's, like, yes, like, I am okay with the fact that I masturbate. But then again, at the same time, it's, like, I feel like it's wrong. Then, this is, like, me just being, like, really open and probably saying too much. Mm -hmm. But, like, one thing I've struggled with is, like, porn as well. And so, like, I feel as though, like, I've had, like, a porn addiction kind of thing. one point in your life? Like, yeah. Like, it's, like, weird. Like, I don't... I don't know if it's that I'm a. I don't think I'm addicted no, to porn. You're just single. Just watching it. Watching it to you know please yourself. Please yeah. myself. Maybe yeah. I don't know if it's a, so. Maybe it's not an addiction. Maybe it's just something I've done. Like honestly, I don't ever like sit and just like off the random like yo porn like what's up. Yeah, you get what yeah. I'm saying? But it's like literally the only time I feel like I watch porn is like a week before my period where like my hormones oh, are yeah. out the fucking roof my where it's just like I'm gonna kill you if I don't get that dick yeah, and there's yeah. no dick to get. <laughs> so it's just like I feel like that is like when I'll like tap into it. But the porn thing that's a whole nother that's a whole nother yeah. conversation. Like I personally am not okay with watching porn just because of the fact that like porn is like it's just you know there's kids I mean, not even kids, but it's people, sex sexual. trafficked, yeah. and, like, it's just, that's a whole nother yeah, heavy whole, spirit yeah. that, like, yeah. is attached to that. Yeah. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, that's why I'm not okay with it. Yeah. So, when I do it, it's, like, I feel, like, that's really what di- gives me, like, a disgust, yeah. you get what I'm saying, factor, like, with myself. But, again, I feel like that's something that, like, me doing that and masturbating is, like, that gives me a... Uh, 
it like I feel better if I just masturbate, get my nut, and then I'm done. You get what I'm saying? Versus like what getting it from porn. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Because it's just kind of like I don't even know what it is that I'm actually watching that's just giving me this experience mm-hmm. that you get what I'm saying that I've had, and um, I, it's funny because I, I think I've seen this on Upful Blends. Mm-hmm. Or I seen something, but mm-hmm. I had seen something, and it was like basically just like talking about like your body and like your libido and stuff, and it was mm-hmm. just saying how like like don't like avoid like watching porn and mm-hmm. how like when you masturbate like the power of like your mind, your mind to like create yeah. like your own experience yeah. and your own like you know exploration of the mind it like yeah. enhances what it is that you feel yeah. in your body. So I feel yeah. it's like the whole porn thing kind of deviates. Yeah, like deviate. Yeah. It's just a that's just a whole nother like sector that but again it's something that i feel like it kind of takes away from like the intimacy within myself because i'm not necessarily creating this experience for me instead i'm getting aroused by someone else's experience yeah i was literally as you were talking about it i was literally thinking that in my head like i think it's important for us to be able to have that experience within our own selves and not like intertwine within other energies like you said because we don't know what's going on behind those closed doors mm-hmm. like it could be a young girl that's sex trafficked mm-hmm. and like you know she's getting paid to do that or she's being forced to do that or sometimes just the names on there be like what type time yeah. are y'all on yeah and so um that all together is just it turns me off yeah i'm just like what you know it's just weird yeah you know? it just makes me want to stop the act altogether. yeah so i think it's definitely important to have that moment within yourself because that for one it increases your self-intimacy yeah um it it, it you know expands upon your imagination and it's literally you having that moment within yourself to like show some love within yourself mm-hmm. like whatever that is whatever that looks like um so yeah and just being careful with that because that's also that you know in this essentially you're not really pleasing yourself like you said you're getting aroused off of other people mm-hmm. and i think that is something that um we should be careful with because that can become an addiction yeah. of getting aroused from other people versus yeah. literally going in with the intention of pleasing yourself and just you know having that experience within your own body yeah um, and it's funny yeah. because it's like lately I've been like having this feeling mm-hmm. like within my body where like I feel like I have like it's like I like my body literally feels this way like I mm-hmm. have like a whole bunch of like sexual energy mm-hmm. that's like trapped in a chamber and I'm you not letting it do. out in your sacral chakra you probably have a blockage there so our sacral uh, chakra is like under the belly button um, so maybe you have like a blockage going on there so it's also y'all like it can be like in the womb area yeah um or in our gut so it may be something sometimes you gotta listen to your body to see if you gotta go to the doctor not taking it to that extreme but um just see like if there's anything going on or you may really just have an abundance of energy right there that you gotta distribute out so try like a sacral um chakra meditation or like what color is the sacral i want to say orange like, you know, and it's certain things you can do, like try dancing, probably because you're very tense. Like, yeah. Release some of that by doing like some womb dances. <laughs> what I used to do, I literally used to get on all fours. Um, and this is kind of like a yoga position, but like bend your, kind of like arch your back all the way and bring it back in and arch it. Like, yeah. you know, like yeah. do, like look up certain things you can do to like release energy from the sacral. Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of like how I feel, like even yeah. like. It's like almost like my body is like 
my body wants to have sex. Like, my body has, like, it's like this is burst, like, you have energy that, like, yeah. it wants to get out. But it's, like, it's scary because it's, like I said, like, if I've practiced, like, my whole life, um, if I've practiced my whole life mm-hmm. with, you know, just the no sex before marriage and waiting, and then also being a person who understands the the benefits of it and understands the the sacredness of it you get what i'm saying like and so now it's just like it's just crazy because it's like as you get older it's just kind of like your body just desires you know what i'm saying different things and so it's like because i am single and because there isn't nobody that like I feel as though, and that's another thing, like, just, like, even being in that space, like, reminding myself of, like, not lowering my vibration, because that's another thing, like, mm-hmm. sex, like, when if you're very, like, horny, or you're yeah, very, like, you get what I'm saying, you can make some really backwards decisions, decisions. Yeah. so it's just kind of like, okay, like, let me prioritize, like, creating this you know experience within myself Mm -hmm. so that way i'm not like like i said lowering my vibration to just to do a temporary act so what came to mind when you said that is like something that i used to do even like without having sex and then i have a question for you after is like um like working your hips and this is things i think as women we should always do like do you ever like just not instead of twerking because i know twerking is a real big thing Mm -hmm. and that i feel like is cool as like a nice workout but, like, <laughs> as women and i want y'all to reply to like do you ever like you don't have to be in the mirror but just wind your hips turn on some music wind your hips and like really like move your mm-hmm. hips and, and you know like get real sexual and sensual within yourself yeah i mean i feel like sometimes like i definitely like will put music on and just mm-hmm. like dance more so like with my arms type but like you know no like this kind of like you know slow like that but i've never like really focused on my hips, hips. but i'm gonna try yeah. that yeah so that's another thing like i'm just oh. yeah and then yeah. my so my next question is do you feel that anything else do you feel like your desire or your body's desire to have sex stems from anywhere else besides just the desire of like my hormones are going crazy and i need to have sex right now um I think that, like, maybe a couple years ago, my desires, like, stemmed from, like, seeing what other people were doing and, like, kind of feeling like, well, I wasn't having that same experience. So it's just like, damn, I need to kind of keep keep up. But now I don't really, like, majority of my friends are pretty sexually active. You know what I mean? Like, I'm probably the nun. They'd be like, girl, what you a nun? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I'm probably the least... They're crazy, but I'm probably the, le- the least sexually active out of all my friends. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, but I'm also a type of person, like, I like to talk about sex. Like, I like to, but it's nothing like talking about sex and you don't, like, at the end, like, because once you have that conversation, it started to get your mind, like, damn, like, yeah. all right, this is what I'm trying to do. And, like, not having no one to do it with. But, I mean, I feel like years ago before I was, like, you know, comfortable with, like, no, like, honoring my body and, like, viewing my body as, like, a sacred space. Like, I definitely was, like, influenced by, like, what everybody else was doing. Mm -hmm. Um, But now, I don't, like, I feel like my desire to have sex is more so because I feel like I, now, granted, I'm still very young and I still have, like, a lot of time, but it's, like, I started having, I think I said this before, and if it's not, just brace yourself. I started having sex when I was 13. Mm -hmm. So I, started, I was like 14 or 15. Yeah, I was like oh, real so young. young. <laughs> yeah. So it's 13. I'm 23. So I've been having sex for 10 years. Mm-hmm. But out of those 10 years, I did four years and 11 months of celibacy. So let's say five years. Yeah. And then I also did another year of celibacy. So mm-hmm. that's like... 
that's about like six years. So really, I kind of been like having sex for four. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that one thing about me is like I won't have sex for a long time, and then when I start having sex, I'll binge it. Like I'll have it a lot, or like I'll do it kind of constant. And then I stop, and then I won't do it again, like, at all. So it's, like, I feel like if anything, like, right now, the desire is, like, wanting to, you know, like, kind of just get in tune with that side of myself. Like, I don't feel as though, like, I'm really in tune. I think I am more now than I was a little while ago. But, like, I don't feel like I'm super in tune with, like, my sensual self and, like, Mm -hmm. just being sexy. Like, I don't really feel like I'm the type of woman that has, like, a natural sex appeal. I think it's in me, but I'm not in touch with that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's, like, I just want to, like, explore that side of myself. But, again, I also understand the all that having sex and like becoming intimate with men and all those or whoever that mm-hmm. you choose to have sex with like mm-hmm. what it comes mm-hmm. with and so i guess now it's just kind of like being in a space of all right well this is an experience that i need to create for my, me yourself yeah yeah and i kind of like now that i think about it i've kind of always been like a sensual person since i was young i was a tomboy but at the same time like i loved just being free and like wearing what i wanted to wear and like embracing my body because I love my body you know what I mean and I think that's something that naturally goes with it like my mom would get upset at me like why are you always wearing shorts why are you always doing this and then my dad on the other hand would be like if you got it flaunt it and so it was that duality but to me I more so resonated with like I have it like I love my body so this is how this is my vessel this is how I want to dress it and Mm -hmm. I'm comfortable with that and I've even been told that in college like cover up you're showing too much like why do you feel like you have to do this this and this and it was like that's naturally who I am yeah um so on the other side of that I think it's important to embrace or you know not put down women who naturally just love showing their body who naturally you know are like very comfortable in that you know in the space to where like you know they want to embrace their body and they want to show what they want to show as long as you're not walking around naked or like you know not doing you know you're not doing it in a way that's distasteful yeah um but other than that i you know i've always been um that way and i'm naturally that way and i love that about myself yeah because now i see the difference where it's like ooh insecurity pops up and it's like i don't want to wear a certain outfit you know or i gain some weight right there or right there and it's like Mm, I don't think I want to show my body as much. And so now that helped me understand, well, I show my body to this capacity before because I love my body. And when I'm in a space of not loving my body, I don't want to show it. Mm. Um, And so I think it's important, one, to embrace however your body looks, embrace that, you know, and love yourself for that. And once you do that, I feel like the the feeling of like not feeling in tune with your sensuality mm-hmm. will go away slowly but surely yeah. but um it just really it takes it takes like embracing your body and loving it that's a huge thing and i feel like society makes us feel bad for doing that yeah um and then they love when we like cover up you know and nobody can really see our shape but no we're naturally women we naturally have hips yeah we naturally have you know boobs breasts you know we naturally have this body and so it's like Take it or leave it, you know? And there's one thing that you're... Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, like, you know, like you said earlier in the conversation, men tend to sexualize us in that way Mm -hmm. or even feed an insecurity in that way, which makes us shy away from embracing ourselves. And I feel like we should move out of that mindset to where we're allowing men to 
tell us how we should look. Yeah. You know? And so, like, one thing that's coming to mind, too, is, like, or, like, kind of, like, a reality check for me of, mm-hmm. like, why I may not feel it sensual or, like, in tune with, like, the sexual part of myself is, like, like there's been a lot of insecurity within myself mm-hmm. as is. You know what I'm saying? Like, growing up, I was always insecure because I always had bad teeth. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm just now getting to a point where, like, my teeth are straight, mm-hmm. braces about to come off. Mm-hmm. Like, you understand? So it's like my smile is a big part of my face. You know, yeah. when people look at me, they automatically, the first thing they see is your teeth, mm-hmm. most cases. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So the first thing that people always seen about me was backwards. So mm-hmm. I felt backwards about me. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So that's one thing. Then... Like, growing up as a kid, like, I was always, like, I never had big boobs. Like, I was the, I was really flat-chested. Like, I was the last person mm-hmm. out of my friend group to, like, get boobs. And then when I did get boobs, I get these big-ass boobs. So, it's kind of like, I don't really know, you know, in a sense, what to do with them. Yeah. Then I had, um, then, like, as far as, like, this is probably, like, TMI. But, like, my nipples, like, my areola, like, I have big areolas. Mm-hmm. I have big-ass boobs. But on top of me <laughs> having big boobs, I have big areolas. Mm-hmm. And then, like, my areolas are, like, light. Like, I don't really have, like, dark boobs. So, like, what, what in my eyes, what I would consider, like, a pretty boob or something like that. Like, I never felt like I had that. And then on top of that, I was always made fun of it. Like, my friends used to be like, girl, your boobs are like potatoes, you know? So, it's like I internalized those things. So, the things that, like, that can be sexy... Whether it's for yourself or to a man. So a smile, your boobs. Those are things that, you get what I'm saying? I wasn't really comfortable with it myself. Or like when, you know, my friends first started to have sex and they're like, yeah, like, you know, he said like, I'm wet or I'm this. Mind you, but I'm celibate. And so I haven't like had those experiences. Now I'm like, damn, maybe my pussy's not good. Or you get what I'm trying to say? So it's like the things that... That would ideally make a person feel Mm -hmm. in tune and, like, you know, loving herself. Like, those are all things that I always felt insecure about. Mm -hmm. You understand? So, it's, like, now, like, I feel like the more that I kind of, like, build those, like, insecurities up and, like, actually, like, value them. Mm -hmm. It's, like, the more, I guess, sexy and beautiful I do feel. And just kind of, like, another thing is, like... I learned, like, my senior year of college, like, I remember I was, like, telling my friends, like, I'm really insecure. Like, I don't, or I was, like, saying, like, I really don't feel beautiful. Like, that was, like, the thing. And I was, like, telling, and she was just, like, you know, like, giving me advice. And she was, like, you have to learn how to, like, work your body. Like, wear jeans that look good for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just used to always get a size 10 or 12 because that's what I fit. I will always get a large because mm-hmm. that's that was my size. So in certain cases, like, I learned, like, all right, yeah, I'm a large, but I can wear a medium in this shirt because if I wear a medium, it's going to show my boobs a little bit more. It's going to mm-hmm. share my curves a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I know that these boyfriend jeans don't really complement my body, so let me get jeans that are more show my curves, you know? Mm-hmm. And so then I started to dress in a way where it's like I felt better yeah. for me. You yeah. understand? So yeah. it's like I think a big part of, like, the – me being in tune with like my sensualness came from it was it's like like my sensuality has been like covered in insecurity and mm-hmm. i feel like the more that i break like the insecurity down the more it kind of like comes yeah. up and also what it sounds like as well is the more you embrace yeah your body and embrace who you are like, yeah um and just going back to societal standards i feel like certain things don't look well like yeah. me i used to be teased like you said for having small boobs i've never had boobs y'all like I honestly never had boobs until this past year. And I still don't really have really And so I'm like, just now like, hey, I'm at a high B. You know yeah. what I mean? And so to me, that's like a huge accomplishment. But the thing is, I loved my boobs. Yeah. Like, no matter what, I was just like, I love them. Like, I love the size. Like, 
I love everything about them. And so me embracing them in a sense was like when everybody, when people would make comments, it was just noise. Like mm. I hear you, but I really don't, I don't mm. resonate with what you're saying because yeah. I love my boobs. Right. You know what I mean? And just me during this quarantine and even being in a relationship and for the first time, honestly experiencing happy weight, it was just like, whoa, like, what is this? I've been the girl my whole life with abs, you know, besides my freshman 16. But, um, <laughs> you know, with abs, and it came so naturally to me, you know, my mom being Jamaican, my dad, you know, both of them just being active, very active. I naturally had, like, an active body, and even me being active when I was younger. Um, so to me, it's like, oh, shoot, you know, like, this is something new. But in a sense, it's like I still work to embrace it, mm-hmm. even though I know, like, Mm, I would change this, this, and this, and I would work to get this, but I still embrace it because it's my body, and you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you can't make me feel less than or worse about a part of my body that it's like, I can change if I want, but sometimes I can't change. Like, I can't really make my boobs bigger, unless I eat a whole bunch, but you know what I mean? So it's like, I was born with that, so. And it's funny because it's like, like a person like there's so many women that be like i'd be like oh like i hate having big boobs and they'd be like girl give me some you know and i'd be like you can have them like (laughs) only if you knew how much i want little boobs like you get what i'm saying or just like and i think as well like kind of just going back to like the whole like self-esteem thing like just you know like yeah like i've realized one one thing that's like really weighed on like my self-esteem and like the way and it it goes back to the whole like patriarchal thing like Mm -hmm. just realizing like a lot of my insecurities like have i know where they come from but like on top of everything that i've already noticed has like came from like men like you know like get into that yes like please yeah so it's like they came from men and specifically they came from men i feel like not choosing me you get what i'm saying like that Mm. is a big root of a lot of my insecurities like like there's like one guy that comes to mind that like i have really had a crush like i really wanted to be his girl and so it's like you know but like not one moment would he notice me and so it's just like Mm. damn like what is it that i don't have but that's a backwards mindset that's not something that you get what i'm saying like we should and then it kind of that kind of goes into childhood because it's like clearly i wasn't built up in a way where i learned you know a man wanting you or not wanting you doesn't dictate who you are and your value but it's like i'm just now learning that you know what i'm saying so for 23 years i have been grounded in this mindset of like damn like well he's not choosing me and then you know it's something that's so funny Mm -hmm. like this last year like for is the first time for like seven years that my dad has been in my life mm-hmm. and i realized like my dad being around is like really making a difference and just like because it could be like like just just small things like my dad be like oh you're so beautiful and like mm-hmm. i just be like damn like like just getting validation from where i would never got it from it's like not saying like oh if my dad thinks i'm beautiful then i'm beautiful yeah. but it's just like the first person that is supposed to give you that validation mm-hmm. it's like i kind of don't really need it and it's like i trust like if this man is telling me like this man who's created me is telling me i'm enough mm-hmm. then i really don't need nobody else so it's mm-hmm. funny to see like how like your dad and just mm-hmm. all of those things kind of play a role yeah but. i think that plays a lot of role a huge role and doesn't that go back to what you said but like men yeah you know men yeah um and i think that one because as we talk about a lot on the podcast, our first love is essentially our fathers. So, you know, we want our fathers to say, hey, you know, you're beautiful. You look nice today. Da, 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 because that's our first love. Um, and so we want to experience that within our fathers so that we know what we deserve from yeah. men. And so, but even going into that conversation, like, 
to think about it in a more broad sense, as far as I was reading today about um, women being sterilized and Wait, how, what does that mean? So basically, you know, prevented from having a child mm-hmm. and being able to bring a child in the world. And so, and even reading about eugenics and just learning the fact that men have played such a huge role in taking that ability away from women to conceive. And so also going into the fact of OBGYN, you know, like why are most uh, a lot or a huge percentage of doctors that women go to for their bodies men? You know, why are majority of these studies that, you know, are conducted about our bodies from men? Nowadays, it's more women coming into the field and conducting these studies, but it's all men. Mm-hmm. And so it's like it goes so deep to to show like how much we receive validation, but also how how studies have even historically have how these studies have been conducted on women, especially black women, and how our bodies have been violated and how like I don't know the uh woman's name, but like it was a a very thick woman and they put her on display. You know what I mean? I don't know if y'all have ever I don't know her name, um forgive me. But she was put on display because she had really big boobs and a really big butt. And so they were, you know, treating her as if she was like some type of like animal. And so it's like it goes all the way back to then. Of, and then now here we are, 2021, where that's that's in. You know what I mean? That's the sexy thing. If you don't got big boobs and a big butt, then no man wants you, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just like, and it just goes to show how men have played such a, oh, her name is Sarah Bartman. May her soul rest in peace. Um, how men have played such a huge role in that, you know, historically, you know, and sometimes it's also important to note, like, we're dealing with traumas that we don't even know about, you know what I mean? So if that was done to her, imagine like an ancestor within our general, you know, our family lineage that that has happened to, or even like, you know, something I often think about having, um, Caucasian ancestry is like, how did that come about? You know what I mean? And how has that trauma come on to me? I was listening to... Black girl in own black girls in own um one of the podcast episodes, podcast. yeah, and Lauren Nash talked about how um her family has this um what's it called like a tradition of like saving things like as far as she said her great uncle I think used to work on the railroads in Chicago and like you know had a huge impact within that, and then he saved something for the family to have that she now can like physically see and mm-hmm. touch that's so historic. Um, and she made a good point of like, um, like if you, if your mom, like if your dad, like if your brother sends you a beautiful text, screenshot it and then put it in a photo album. You know what I mean? If your uncle does something crazy, like makes a dope painting, like take a picture of it, print it out, put it in a photo album. And that way you're building up history for your family to see, you know, for your future generations to see. But I say all that to say. She made a good point. I know I've been going on in tangents, but she's she made a good point by saying like sometimes we don't understand like look at what you're good at, look at what you specialize at, because we don't understand how that dates back to or how that plays a role in our overall purpose in life. So like and also how that could have stemmed from whatever you know whatever ancestor. Not speaking this on your life, but it may be like a great aunt or a great cousin that you have that you know has went through something and now you're here to break that generational Mm -hmm. curse that specific thing and that specific thing is something that kind of 
um, revolves around your entire family, something your entire family is going through, but you're the one here to break that generational mm. curse. So maybe it could be something like sexual as far as like, you know, like yeah. not going into detail, but hers, for example, was, um, what did she say? Um, she said she gave the example of like money, like maybe look at your family right now. If all of y'all are struggle, struggling with money, maybe you're the one to break that curse and you realize that you have a huge trauma or really like huge blockage in money. Maybe you're the one here to break that generational curse. If yeah. you realize something that keeps going on is addiction. Like maybe you could have an addictive personality. It doesn't have to be the drugs. It doesn't have to be the alcohol, but a personality altogether. Maybe you're here to break that curse or whatever it is that that action so that your generations forward like you know your children and your children's children don't have to worry about that right and one thing that had came to mind a little bit earlier when you were talking about um Mm -hmm. we were just talking about like the whole like patriarchy thing and how like men just like play a big role like one thing i've been thinking about too is like why is it that only that woman had to take birth control like why is there not, you know, birth control for men? Like, y'all are the ones that are ejaculating. Like, what y'all have is going into us that creates us pregnant. Yeah, we're we're just the holder. Like, conversation. you know, but it just goes to show, again, which I feel like the root of a lot of things that we're talking about is, like, how men just play so much a role in our being. Now, granted, I, like... I am a person that believes that, like, as a woman, you need a man as much as I believe as a man, you need a woman. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. However, I think that we also just have to be mindful about the, like, I think it's one thing to say, like, to understand, like, the healthy, I don't know where to use, but, like, the healthy need of men and women as one. But I think, like, what we are experiencing is more so being controlled by men. Like, our standards of beauty, our standards of how we feel about ourselves, like, just the decisions that we make are being, like I said, like, the whole birth control. Like, so many women are messed up and literally cannot conceive and all these things because they're on birth control. But it's like, you have men that's just out here busting nuts like it's nothing you get what i'm saying and it's no sense of control mm-hmm. on their their sex drive and it's, it's no sense of you know nothing so i don't know it, it goes like really really deep and like i know like just from having this conversation it it i'm in a space where i like i'm reminded to just kind of like really like i really want to like go into like who i am like this was one of my goals for last year and i really didn't achieve it so hopefully this year i can but like i just really want to learn more about like femininity mm-hmm. and just like womanhood and just like being like I just really want to be myself and like being okay with like every avenue of myself like I find myself a lot of times like I realize there's a lot of areas of myself that I'm not necessarily comfortable with and so I always feel as though like I have to change it or I have to adjust it to be you know whatever I feel like it is instead of like now I'm just like no like I just need to learn how to embrace it and so when I was like writing out my intentions this year like I was like I want to learn to like embrace myself in its entirety like i want to embrace the parts of myself that i'm insecure about that i feel awkward about that i feel embarrassed about just as much as the parts of myself that i love so much and like i think that is a form of like intimacy within myself because it's like now when i'm around people or if i'm around a man that i like i don't feel the need to perform or to show up differently because it's like Mm -hmm. i'm in tune and i'm happy Mm -hmm. and i'm comfortable with every part of myself and i feel like ultimately that'll begin to attract the type of men you know what i'm saying that i want like because i definitely don't want to be with someone that i feel as though i have to perform for Mm -mm. for sure that's not fun and that's not natural and just natural (laughs) no seriously but even going back to what you said initially um 
I think it's important. I love that you said, like, you even want to increase your knowledge on, like, femininity. And that's important because I didn't even know through my studying for the work that I have to do is it's just crazy how much is going on and how much of an attack there is on women. It's, like, unbelievable. Like, today, I read so many crazy things. But one of them was between 2006 and 2010, 100 plus women were sterilized, incarcerated women were sterilized against their will. Mm. So imagine that, like being incarcerated and then the, you know, I don't want to say the government, but, you know, you're being, so now you can no longer have kids and they, you were coerced into doing that with, you know, against your will. And just to know that that happened so recently, 2006 to through, to, through 2010 in California, it's just like, yo, like, who are you to take that right away from women? Right. So it's like so much that's still going on today that I feel like it's definitely not publicized. And I it definitely plays a role in how we carry ourselves today. And like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's still to this day no rights for women as far as, you know, women being pregnant and being able to get paid time off. Mm. You know, if, if a job says they want to do it, then they, they can do it, but they don't have to. And yeah. that's messed and up. And they don't so. even really give them a, and, yeah. a lot of time. What do they give them? Like, usually it's like 12, six weeks. Six or... to 12 weeks. And it's like, that's not enough. So I feel like it's so many ways where men are making these huge decisions about our body that we don't see the fact that there's definitely an attack on our womb. There's an attack on our womanhood. And that looks and our so different. Rate. And our birthright. And it looks different in so many ways. Yeah. And so, like, I think it's important that we all just, like, up our education on femininity femininity on being a woman in general to know like when we're in that place what we have to go through what we'll have Mm -hmm. to face like you said birth control you know having access to that some people don't even have some people our age don't even have health insurance yeah so they're paying out of pocket and so it's just so many things that go into like all of this you know yeah and i want to talk more about it but yeah and it's like one thing is like making me that's like kind of coming to mind right now is like at the beginning of the episode like you were just talking about how like your goal this year is to really step into your power and like be you know who you are and it's just a reminder that they wouldn't be trying to attack us if we didn't have something that's what was worth attacking you know what i mean and like right now i'm looking at this wall and it's like a collage and it's you know so many just different pictures of women there's all shapes and sizes different hair textures everything and like i'm just reminded about how like beautiful like woman is and also like how hard it is to be a woman like that shit is hard like it is not easy having to like show up every day have to like find things about yourself have to learn to unlearn to perform to just do all of these things and so like right now and for like the rest of the week and forever like i'm just encouraged and inspired to like really build community with women like this is why i'm reminded like i love that we have this podcast and i love that we have so many women that are attached to this because it's like Mm -hmm. you know as women like we really have to have a space to be able to let our hair down and yes. talk about these things and not you know shame yeah. no one for it or not like make somebody feel bad because like yeah. as women we really really go through a lot like yeah. the pressure to be impressive like mm-hmm. i think j cole said it like the pressure to be impressive to wear heels i feel for you mm-hmm. finding a man mm-hmm. that'll kill for you something like you wake up put makeup on mm-hmm. stare in the mirror but it's clear that you can't mm-hmm. face it's what's wrong. wrong no need to fix what got it ready put, put his, his paintbrush, paintbrush on. on like 
it's really like it's really a lot you get what i'm saying no, it, it is. is it's really not easy it's but you gotta take it one easy. step at a time yeah and it, i'm i'm just the thing that makes me hype mm-hmm. is the fact that like at 23 this is the type of conversations that i'm having mm-hmm. you get what i'm saying because mm-hmm. i feel like when i'm 30 what yo bye okay like, i already like, have like, elevated conversations yeah okay? like yeah. No, but seriously, I um, I definitely agree, and I think as well. Like, imagine a world where you're put down or you're judged because, as a woman, you want to please yourself. Yeah, you know what I mean. And the fact, and it's crazy because we're now yeah. having that conversation where it's like we almost feel like we have to walk on eggshells to have this convo and to talk about it openly. And that's what I love about us—the fact that we embrace the uncomfortable conversations. We embrace and we talk about what is rarely ever talked about because it's quote unquote frowned upon in society and by men. Um, and so my words of wisdom, um, going forward, and I think we should both do this, just give like a little advice as far as this topic, it topic goes. Um, mine would be, like I said earlier in the episode is to step into your power. I feel like as women, so many times we want to dim our lights we want to put ourselves down we want to put ourselves second so that we put other people before us and we put you know we're we're being a superhero and i'm sure we have mommies that listen to this we got to be mom we got to be the boss at the workplace we got to be giving ourselves this self-care time we got to be the cook the chef you know what i mean we wear so many hats so i say never dim your light and look at your power look what you're capable of look what you have accomplished so far big or little Matter of fact, take away the the titles of big or little. Look at what you've accomplished. Look at you getting through the whole year of 2020. You're still standing and you're still strong. You know, a lot of people didn't make it to this year, whether, Mm -hmm. you know, they committed suicide, made our soul rest in peace, or, you know, they, you know, fell, fell ill or they were impacted by coronavirus. And so it's just like... Step into your power and step into your femininity and, and embrace your femininity as your power. That is not less than. It is not It is not forbidden. It is not to be looked down upon. Your femininity is your power and it's what makes you you and it's what makes you great. I literally watched a video the other day on Instagram and a woman gave birth to her child. And my boyfriend was like, ew, you watching that? Not, he didn't say you're watching that. He was like, they put that on Instagram. And I was just like, this is a beautiful thing. I just saw her have a, cre- uh, not a creature, but a human <laughs> yeah. being. A human a being. <laughs> yeah. No, because I watched another one with an elephant. Yeah. I, that's in my head too. But a human being come out of her that was alive with life, with a soul, with yeah. a, you know, vibration. And that was just beautiful to me. And so it's like, we have the power to create life. Yeah. When you sit and when you think about that and you just fathom the fact that you as a woman can create a life that's beautiful. Mm. Recognize your power. You're so strong physically and emotionally and mentally. And just realize everything that you can do and embrace that and don't feel bad about it. And yeah. don't dim yourself and play. Don't play yourself. Yeah. Do not play yourself because you're not to be played with, girl. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Look at you. Yeah. You know, we're beautiful and we have, we're so strong. And so literally step into who you are and stop dimming your light because every day is not promised. Yeah. It's so funny. And then, sorry. The last, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. And Go then, because I don't want to forget it, but 
I heard a woman say today, I want to be the best book that I ever read. Period. I I want to be the best book that I've ever read in my life. Mm. Make your book the best book you've ever read. I'm going to do that. I like that. Mm -hmm. I love that so Mm -hmm. much. So it's funny that you were saying, like, as a woman, like, we give life. Like, we literally make the world go around. No woman, no baby, no us, no you, no one. Yeah, <laughs> the world would end. Like, that'll be it. So, yeah. but it's funny that you said that because earlier, it might have been today or like yesterday, I was like thinking about it because I've really been like sitting on the fake of like all this energy I felt trapped in my vagina. Like, <laughs> how do I get it out? Mm-hmm. But like, I was thinking about that and I was just like, yo, the fact that like the central place for childbirth and for life and for creation mm-hmm. is the womb, mm-hmm. you know, it's mm-hmm. like it shows how powerful your womb, your mm-hmm. vagina mm-hmm. is, you know, and so like. That is not something like so, and whatever that means to you, it that's what it means to you. But it shows you that like your vagina is really a sacred place and it's a powerful mm-hmm. place. Like the world is birthed from your vagina. I just renamed mine. Her name is La Brianna. So <laughs> La Brianna, yes. La Brianna. <laughs> so basically, yeah, it's just like choose what you want to do yeah. with that. You get yeah. what I mean? Whether it's like. You express it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I said, like what I just said, the fact that the world is birthed through your womb, yeah. whatever that means to you, like act on it. Um, but as far as my advice mm-hmm. to like kind of wrap the episode up and like what I would say is just like take a moment and take a second to like scan your body. So from the crown of your head to like the soles of your feet, like literally sit still, whether it means like having your hands on a surface, your feet on a surface, Mm -hmm. or like you're laying on your back, you're laying on your stomach, have your palms up, like whatever feels the most comfort for you. And literally scan yourself. And as you scan it, make sure that you're in a quiet room, you're in a quiet space. Don't do your scan until, you know, your mind is like silent and still and literally go from the top of your head and just allow like your eyes and your thoughts and your body Mm -hmm. to just go down and like as you do it like feel like right now like I'm doing it from the top of my head to like kind of like right now I'm like by my ears and it's almost like a like an alarm is going off it's not literally an alarm but I feel like tension there right Mm -hmm. so it's just like okay so I'm gonna continue to go down Mm -hmm. I was like I feel my neck and as I'm going down my neck I feel free I feel gentle and I'm going Mm -hmm. to my breast And I, again, feel some sense of heaviness, but it makes sense because of the insecurity that I had Mm -hmm. with my breath. So just do that, like, with your whole body and, like, literally go down. See what it is that you feel and what Oh, whoa, I was just in a whole experience. Oh, we saw. Like, sitting here like, yes. Yeah, I was going, okay. What's going on with the breast now? Let us know. (laughs) But um, just allow yourself to, like, go through that experience and feel, like, whatever whatever you feel, Mm -hmm. honor that and address it. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. those blockages in those areas are the things that are like stopping you from stepping into your power stepping Mm -hmm. into your femininity Mm -hmm. and just kind of like address those things also i talk about like i remember y'all should go back and listen to the episode that we talked about jealousy um Mm -hmm. but like i remember like just talking about like if i ever felt intimidated by another woman Mm -hmm. for example so like if i see another woman that's like super sexy or super gentle or super you can just see she's light Mm -hmm. like that will trigger me to be like damn like that i'm not there but it's like if that triggers me that shows me that i have a desire to be there so it's like okay now i need to sit back and be like so what is stopping me is it that you know like it'd be the smallest things like wearing errands you know, errands in your air or keeping your hair done or, mm-hmm. you know, wearing, not wearing oversized clothes or whatever it is for you. Like, it looks different for everyone. But 
take that time to do that work for you. And so yes. I feel like because at that point, once you can get all of those ther- things cleared up, you'll be floating and you'll be powerful and, mm-hmm. and you deserve. We as women, we deserve to wake up every day and love ourselves, to yeah. feel ourselves, to feel mm-hmm. intuitive ourselves, to not care about what is going on in the world, but just mm-hmm. feel happy in our being, yeah. to feel safe in our body, to just all of that. Like you deserve that. That's your birthright, you know? So whatever it is that's stopping it, it's like, let's do the work together mm-hmm. to kind of, you know, erase that and step into where it is that we belong. But I think this mm-hmm. is a great episode, a great way great. to enter the year. I got some work to do. Yeah, yeah. And also just piggybacking off of the scan, I literally was reading something about that today. And um, like a, about like a herbal herbal remedy for that. So basically, of course, go to your doctor. But also when you're doing that scan, if you feel tension in certain areas, like think of like you said something you could do like if your throat if you feel some tension in your throat try drinking some tea like if you feel like listen to your body yeah. i think that's definitely a way to get closer to your body and mm-hmm. understand your body more so that if there's something going on you know i got to get to that yeah and think about it also on a physical and level and on a level as far as diet as well yeah i feel like y'all i've been doing a cleanse and when I tell you my stomach, like just my womb area feels so much lighter. Mm. It's crazy. Yeah, it's good. So, yeah. And then it's like, like, I know that we've told like this episode is about intimacy within mm-hmm. yourself. And mm-hmm. we talked about so much, yeah. like so much. You get what I'm saying? That all creates intimacy. But like one thing that I'm thinking, and I know we keep saying we're going to wrap it up, mm-hmm. but it's <clears> like. When your body shows you a sign that, like, hey, something's wrong here, or Mm -hmm. I don't feel comfortable here, Mm -hmm. like, you have to, and this is another form of intimacy, be able to build that trust with your body. So it's like, the more that, like, Mm -hmm. let's just say, like, um, for example, like, I'm wearing pants, and every time I wear these pants, they're just so tight, like, my vagina Mm -hmm. area feels tight, like, Mm -hmm. I feel the buttons on my stomach, and it doesn't feel good. The more that I continue to wear those pants, my body is... And I I continue to wear those pants. I am showing my body that, like, what you say doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's the same thing as far as, like, if you feel tension in in any area of your body and you're not going to get a massage. If you, you know, you feel insecure when you wear a shirt, but you keep wearing that shirt. You're showing your body or you're telling your body. Remember that we're living organisms. So at the end of the day, what message are you sending to yourself? You know, so to create intimacy within yourself has to be a relationship between you and your Mm -hmm. body that's says okay when i show you something you're going to respond and you're going to act on it and i believe that if you can build that trust Mm -hmm. and like honoring relationship with yourself that is a a different closer level of just trust within you and intimacy so intimacy isn't always just sex sexual and physical and 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 it is but there are so many other aspects that go into it but you can follow your girl at according to brit um with three t's on ig so according to brit one, two, three, T. It's like, no, uh, three T's, three T's, according yes. to Brick. And you can follow our podcast page. Please make sure you follow us on Instagram so that way you're staying up to date with everything mm-hmm. that we're doing, our posting. And for our friends that have been listening from the beginning, just remember that our podcast, or I don't know, I'm not sure we made this an announcement, but our podcast is going to start to um, be oh, yeah. released bi-weekly. Yes, so life is just yes, getting a little yes. hard and we want to make yeah. sure that we're not pouring from an empty cup. So. Yeah. Instead of it being released weekly, weekly. we will be bi-weekly. Yeah. So, with that being said, follow us on Instagram at official back to her, and that too is the number two. Make sure that you also um, rate us, yes, leave a comment, all those mm-hmm. good things. Yes, and um, 
we'll definitely mention thank you to the guy to everyone who has made it to the end of this episode um but we'll definitely mention it a few more times just so everyone knows that we'll move to bi-weekly um but yes leave us a rating leave us a comment um dm us let us know you know your thoughts on the podcast episodes um share it yeah with your friends on your ig story yes anybody any of your friends the homegirls homeboys who you think needs to hear this share this with them Mm -hmm. y'all you never know how this will impact their lives and you know how this you know you never know what people are going through sometimes we don't really talk about everything but um you can follow me at joy jolene j-o-y-j-o-e-l-e-n-e yes and that is all I'm <laughs> 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 Yo, I'm right, y'all. See y'all. See ya. Happy New Year.